go ahead. Think bigger about yourself and your capabilities. Do something that takes you out of your comfort zone. Give yourself permission to want what you want. Hello, 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 and welcome to More Than Money, a podcast where we have nuanced conversations about money, business, and life, where we take the time to explore the intersections of the psychology and emotions of money, because success with money, well, it's never just about the numbers. I'm your host, Jacquette Timmons, and I'm really, really glad you've taken the time to tune in and join me today. Hey, quick announcement, though, before we dive into today's episode. I am recording this in October which means we are marching, and rather quickly, I might add, toward year end. I know I'm focused on ending the year strong and kicking off 2022 similarly, and I bet you are too. That's why I want to make sure you know that I have some openings to work with me in my private one-on-one coaching practice. If you'd like to explore working together on your finances or on your business and your finances, Send me a DM on Instagram. We'll send you a link to my calendar so that we can schedule a complimentary discovery call. Now, on to today's show. In last week's episode, episode 107 to be precise, I posed the question, is the great resignation actually the next great revolution? Personally, I do believe we're living in the midst of a revolution because profound change is unfolding right in front of us on so many levels, economically, socially, politically, and let's not forget with regards to how we work. That said, in hindsight, there's a slight flaw in my question because it implies something that most revolutions are not. Most revolutions are not meticulously planned out. In fact, it is said, and I quote, real revolutions are the ones you don't see coming, end quote. This makes me think of neighborhoods that have undergone gentrification, and I've seen a lot of them living here in Brooklyn. By the time the long-term residents notice the big picture of where they live being gentrified, it has already been well underway. As a non-historian, I say the same is true when it comes to a revolution. What often feels sudden has actually been happening for a while. It simply reached a tipping point. And this tipping point often gives the illusion that there's been a playbook all along when in fact the quote unquote organization usually happens once the revolution has more people and more momentum behind it. When you think about revolutions, they are really in response to and an instrument for a desired change. They represent a period of simultaneously wanting certain policies, practices, structures, and norms to implode whilst those very same things are being reimagined. Revolutions up and order. They are about creating something new, and the experience of doing so is often unsettling and messy 
on so many levels. This is true whether we're talking about an economic, social, or political revolution that is large scale, scale I should say, and very well may be televised, or if we are talking about your very own personal revolution of whatever type, and one that will likely only be known to you and perhaps those very close to you, or in other words, as Gil Scott Heron would say, not televised. In today's episode, let's focus on your very own revolution, otherwise known as the one you can actually orchestrate the timing of. Though the macro level revolutions tend to get all the attention, let's not forget or overlook that you and I undergo our own personal revolutions too. And they are powerful agents of change for us and others. Because in the end, no matter how we fancy it up, ultimately, revolutions are about addressing problems, closing a gap, creating change, and or making a transition from one state to another. So when you take a look at your life, what do you see? Are you happy with the current state of things? What would you change? And what would you like to change right now? There's a purpose in these questions because they are the seeds for starting your own revolution. Embedded in them are glimpses of your current ways of thinking and doing things. Embedded in the answers that you discover are ideas of new choices to make and new habits to cultivate. And you may even discover the need to shift some of your values too. And I bet I can safely assume, specifics aside, whatever it is that you'd like to change, be it right now or in the future, it will require you to do three things. The first is to think bigger. Think bigger about yourself and your capabilities. The second, do something that takes you totally out of your comfort zone. And the third, give yourself permission to want what you want. And in the event you need some outside help doing any of these that I've just ticked off, let me offer you a few suggestions. My first suggestion, get mad. Yes, I just said get mad. You may know what you want, but have you reached the point where you're mad you don't yet have it or have it the way you want it? The emotion of anger often gets a bad rap. However, if channeled properly, it can be an amazing fuel and one that you need to once and perhaps for all change a condition or circumstance that is standing in the way of you experiencing and seeing what you want. Here's my second suggestion. Change the status quo. Getting mad can also give you the clarity of mind that you need to identify what represents the status quo in your life and what is needed to lovingly disrupt your current routines and state of affairs. Here's my third suggestion. Identify the cost. All revolutions, including your own, cost something. Creating something new requires energy, 
creativity, and time. It requires a tolerance for uncertainty and risk, and as well, a willingness to improvise and adjust as you go. It may also require shedding an old identity for a new one. Another cost to be considered, the money factor. When it comes to the money factor, it is smart to run the numbers to have an awareness of the financial impact of the change that you desire. It is also prudent to do what-if scenario planning because doing so will prepare you as best as possible for a myriad of ultimate outcomes. Plus, it will hopefully anyway prevent you from overcorrecting when your plans don't go as initially planned. I often see the mistake of people overcorrecting, and it's a mistake that I want you to avoid. And just because you want something new and are willing to create it with a model to follow or a mold to fit in, which by the way, yay go you, it doesn't mean that the cost is an easy one to bear. This is why it is really beneficial to aim your mind's eye on what you want, otherwise known as what is the purpose of your own personal revolution? What is the change that you want? Now, perhaps I could have recorded a very short episode and simply said, in the midst of this current or any large-scale revolution, don't forget to reshape your own. But come on, really, what fun would that have been? Here's what's important for you to take away. In all times, stay attuned to the revolution you want to personally see and experience and make it happen. So go ahead, think bigger about yourself and your capabilities. Go ahead, do something that takes you out of your comfort zone and go on ahead and give yourself permission to want what you want. Make it happen in spite of the uncertainty, the risks that you'll need to take, the discomfort you will inevitably feel and the stability you might lose. Make it happen because just like large-scale revolutions attract more followers over time, your own revolution does something similar. Whether you know it or not, you are setting an example for others of what's possible. You are helping others find and hold on to a hope that may at times feel ephemeral to them. Hence the phrase, be the change you want to see. Well, that is a wrap for today's episode. Thank you so much for spending time with me today and listening all the way until the end. A reminder, I do have some openings to work with me in my private one-on-one coaching practice. If you'd like to explore working together, send me a DM on Instagram and we'll send you a link to my calendar so we can chat. And if you'd like to show appreciation for this podcast or perhaps this particular episode, please share it so that we can reach more people. And if you'd like to buy me a coffee, here's how you can do that. Go to buymeacoffee.com forward slash Jaquette. Again, buymeacoffee.com forward slash Jaquette. As always, thank you so much for tuning in and again, listening all the way until the end. I'll be back next week. I hope you will too. Until then, remember, it's about 
more than money.